Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches vacation.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Show. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Jack Gibson, co-president and co-founder of the High Return Real Estate Guys. Jack began his entrepreneurial journey at 19, opened his first company at age 21, and the rest we're going to find out about now. Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, Seth. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Our pleasure. So what was the first company you started back when you were 21, which I'm guessing it was a few years ago? Yeah, it was, like, it was about 22, actually. Um, yeah, I was, I'm a, I was a distributor and still am to this day. It's a very you know, successful business. We do about 1.3 million in volume a month in that company. Um, I'm an independent distributor for a multi-level marketing um, company. Uh, we do nutrition and supplementation, and we have a, also have a network of over 90 um, nutrition centers where people can come in and grab a healthy shake throughout the day and so that company and that business is is still exploding to this day we've actually the last couple of years have been some of our best so still going strong with that at the same time trying to scale up high return real estate as well okay so we'll talk we're going to get to high return real estate in a minute but you took a network marketing company which 99 percent of the people who sign up for one don't ca- don't have a cash flow right and you've not only stayed in it for over two decades it sounds like but you've scaled it to a very successful business including not 90 downline members but 90 physical locations where people can consume your product can you just, I know that isn't going to be the bulk of the interview, but can you talk a little bit about how you did that? Because that's a direct sales business, which normally you're taught in that industry, bother your friends and family until they give you pity sales and then try and get referrals. <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell us, you did something very different. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, look, when I first started, you know, technology was so different. So what worked back then, you know, is, is so different than what's working today. But the fundamentals are still the same. So I think with most multi-level and direct marketing programs, 
they're, um, they're so aggressive on pitching like the money and that's great. Like, Hey, you need to join this opportunity because you're going to make $10,000 a month or whatever their, their claim is. Right. And I never took that approach. My approach was always leading with the product first. So I wanted to get people that had an emotional attachment and really fell in love with the, like the changes and the result and how the, they felt about the product. And then that's the pool of people that I built my team out of. And because they actually believed in the mission, they believed in the product, they, they felt good about what they were representing. The people that I recruit, I mean, they stay with me for years. So it creates a long-term sustainable organization versus my opinion. This is my opinion. I mean, I, I'm certainly, there's been people have been very successful in MLM leading with the business opportunity and pitching money. Right. But I also see those types of, you know, methodologies, you know, they, they shoot up really fast and then they also burn out pretty fast as well. So our philosophy was, you know, just different in terms of that. And that I think, you know, we grew slower, like in terms of comparative to a lot of other people that do MLM, but at the same time, you know, we're sustainable and, like, I've never lost my organization. I've never lost my check in two decades. Now, have I had people that have come in, signed up and quit? Of course, like, yes, lots. Everybody does. Yes, lots. There's there's lots of stories of people that, you know, could have made it, should have made it, didn't make it because they didn't have the uh, stick to it. But so, yeah, we, you know, when we first got started, it was all, um, I, I went to my friends and family, but I didn't have a lot of luck with that. I was only 19. I didn't have much influence. So we say there's this thing called COI, center of influence. I had a center of minus the influence. So, and I think in business, you know, your circle of influence is so, it is critical to being able to get a business off to a fast start, but ultimately it's not what's really going to scale it and it's not what's going to sustain it. It's good for immediate cash flow. It's good to get the word out. But I mean, your COI for any human is, is limited and finite. Whereas the people that you don't know, obviously that's an endless, you know, endless prospect list. So we uh, started there, didn't have much success. So I'm like, you know what? I got to go advertise. So I started putting flyers on Walmart cars and putting signs on telephone poles, putting ads in papers and just got, you know, those are obviously outdated and archaic at, at today's, you know, marketplace. But back then that's what you did. And so I generated a set of customers from that and then, started working them as a coach, getting them results, building a really good connection and relationship. And then they started flooding referrals towards me. And that's when the the game really changed and and it just exploded. That is absolutely incredible. And congratulations on making it work. We've consulted for numerous network marketing companies over the last 20 years. And I've always said, stop selling the opportunity first, because that's a harder sale, right? Hi, you don't know me, or you know me a little bit, or you're my wife or whatever it is. But hi, you should start a business for yourself. It should be a networking marketing thing. It should be in this specific industry. It should be this opportunity. It should be under me. Yep. As opposed to saying, hey, you just asked me how I, why I look great. And I said, I lost 70 pounds doing this shake thing. Try That's the nice. shake. Oh, wow. It works. I feel good. Hey, do you want to share it and get paid for it? Much easier sale. Oh, yeah. 10 times. I mean, when you've got a really good customer, like what you just described, and that's exactly like my... It's so funny you said that because my top, my first diamond, one of my top to this day, she, she lost 70 pounds on the program. Like that was her first awesome. story. She was a restaurant manager at McDonald's. Everybody's coming in. You know, they're, they're obviously she's living two different lives, right? Giving them burgers and fries and Cokes. 
and then in her, she's popping her trunk in the parking lot, selling them, you know, a nutrition program <laughs> That's awesome. on how to lose weight, right? So pretty soon- Don't those, eat the food. Right, exactly. Those two worlds collided and um, she uh, put an ad in the paper with the McDonald's phone number on it. So she got fired and then went in full time and she's, she's been kicking butt ever since. So. All right. That's awesome. I love the, I love the, that's, that's a great, there's another whole recruiting arm is going after McDonald's employees. Right. Uh, that's a whole different business model. All right. So let's talk about when you got the real estate bug and then how that turned into a, a, a large business all by itself. I got the real estate bug back in 2000, actually, 2001, when I read the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book by Robert yep. Kiyosaki. I mean, I, I got it then. I understood that I was creating and in, in love with residual passive income, building a network marketing distributorship. Like, that's why the first reason why I got started was not to be in direct sales, but I wanted to have multiplication or duplication of my efforts and create a sustainable, you know, passive income. So when I read that book, I'm like, okay, I can take the profits from this business, the excess cash flow. If I live smart and below my means, I can take that and put it over here. And now I can leverage the leverage, so to speak. I can take this cash flow, put it into this real estate and start getting rent checks every month. The problem was that for the first decade, you know, really had, my business wasn't really a big enough. I wasn't generating enough income to invest into real estate. And I knew like, I didn't want to play the no money real estate game. I figured that'd just be a distraction to me, like from what I was actually trying to build with my nutrition company. So I just stayed, I stayed hyper-focused on building my company and building my cash flow up to then where I'd have plenty of extra cash to where then I could start, you know, coming and buying deals in cash and getting great, you know, pricing and better returns. So it wasn't until four years ago, actually, that I started really you know, buying a property. Okay. So let's talk about that. Obviously there's the passive income, there's the appreciation, there's the depreciation, there's the deductions There are all kinds of advantages of investing in real estate. So how did you decide where to start buying? How did you manage multiple properties? Are you a landlord? Are you doing the work? Talk a little bit about how you chose to run the business and how you've grown it. I, when I started li- really diving in to learn real estate and it was the time where my stocks cr- like totally tanked. Oh, seven, oh eight. Okay. Um, actually, no, it was a little bit later than that. It was around, it was about five years ago. I was just in the wrong stocks. I was in oil. Ah, okay. Yeah. I was in a company called Interoil, which when oil collapsed that, you know, there was wiped out a lot of value. And then on top of that, I got a stock where the uh, it got shorted, and so then the stock dropped immediately Ouch. just from the fear of that, not that there was anything wrong with the company. So I realized quickly, I'm like, wow, I you know I don't want to play that game for the rest of my life and put all my excess cash into stocks because I hadn't merged over, converted over to real estate yet because I just didn't understand the game. So those two things were great. You know, I mean, losing money can be great because it can push you to do something else and really learn a different skill set, So I took it and said, you know what, this is a sign. I need to learn real estate. I, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to become a student. So I just started listening to podcasts. What turned me on was specifically to real estate was turnkey real estate, because at that time I had no interest in building another company. I, I was very happy with what I was doing. The company was growing. It was great. I just wanted a safe place to invest my money that I could be more in control of. 
So turnkey, however, was great because then somebody else would do all the heavy lifting and I would just become a passive investor. So I took a trip down to Indianapolis because it was one of the top five cash flow markets in the U.S. It's only three hours from my house and did a couple tours with some different companies. And um, I bought, uh, started buying one, I bought one property and then that turned into 15 units. And then I was getting really good checks. My returns were awesome. And, you know, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm, I, I certainly started to see an opportunity. I started referring friends, colleagues, you know, neighbors, everybody that was in my circle of influence. And this time I had actually influence, right? I had established influence by this stage of my life. So um, I sold 5 million in cash um, or referred 5 million in cash uh, within my first 12 months. And then I realized, okay, there's definitely a market for this. There's a business opportunity here. I need to figure out how I can, you know, scale this up. Okay. So let's talk about other than investing for yourself and being a referral source, how did you then turn that into a business and what does that business look like and how did it grow? Yeah. So it started as a referral source. And then one day, you know, I was talking to, to the, uh, the turnkey guy that was at the time that was kind of doing all the acquisitions. He did all the rehabs, all the property management. And I'm like, look, I mean, I'm sending a lot of referrals. Like, is there a way for me to make some money here? And he said, yeah, man, I, like, I was going to talk to you about it, but I figured you, you're so busy in your other company that, you know, you wouldn't be interested. So I'm like, well, yeah, like let's, let's talk. So we started to, point where I kind of got onboarded as a as a direct sales rep so to speak so I, I knew that if I believe in something I feel like I'm pretty good at selling it if I don't believe in the product that I feel and I'm not excited about it then I, I I'm just I'm not going to do it I'm going to be bored I, I'm not going to be passionate when I'm talking to people so I think it's really important as entrepreneurs that we really feel passionate and believe in what we're representing and what we're doing or otherwise we're just going to like kind of fizzle out, so to speak. So I started selling and then um, doing, you know, sold another several million and then um, realized pretty quickly that I needed to figure out a way to scale up and create, you know, a digital marketing campaign. So my business, my business coach, digital marketing coach, Shecky, um, he was doing a consulting call for me and on how to scale this company. He gave me a list of 10 different ideas. And I'm like, this is awesome stuff. This guy clearly knows what he's doing. And I looked at the list and I'm like, this is daunting. I'm, I don't have the skills and I'll never have the time to put this into play with wife, kids, um, another company. So I, I sent him back an email and I said, Hey, this looks like a great plan. How would you like to be my 50, 50 business partner on this opportunity? And he, like he couldn't believe it because most of the things he get he got pitched for were like, you know, come sell my stuff for me and I'll give you 5% or right. whatever. He just never got a legitimate, hey, be my partner. Let's really grow something special together. So he he came on board right away. And then we've been partners. Um, it's been three years, June, with the formation of High Return Real Estate. Wow. Congratulations. And Talk a little bit about how now the two of you joining forces has expanded the company. Well, I would say that was the best investment I've ever made is giving up 50% of my company by bringing Chucky on because we've been able to scale and, and to reach an audience that I could have never reached myself. So I'd rather much take 50% of a, a pie that's 10 times as big than a hundred percent of a small pie that I could create. So his, 
he and I think very differently in terms of he's very procedural, systematic. He's got the digital marketing skill sets. He knows um, he just catches everything. And, and I'm more like the big picture. Let's fire away. Ready. What do they say? Aim. Ready, aim, ready, fire, aim, ready, fire, aim. Right. So I'm that type of guy. And um, so when we put the two of us together, we, the one thing though is we have shared values. So, Yes, we have different skill sets and different ways of thinking, but we have shared values to where we can come together and always agree on conflict, agree on decisions for our, the pay, uh, the, where our company is going to you know, go, how to handle an investor that you know, has a challenge, what do we do, how do we take care of them, and we always come together and we're, we, we don't have any, we're still like best friends, brothers, it's crazy, like after three That's years. Awesome. Right? so yeah he's um we put together a really cool website we've got our own podcast i think we're around 60 70 episodes um we you know that helps a lot in terms of just building trust when people listen to us it, it helps with our brand and, and wanting to do business with us um we have a search engine optimization team that we i met them at a tony robbins event um uh, business mastery riding in an uber from the hotel to the conference and they they get us ranked at the top of a lot of, you know, really important keywords. So we do, you know, we, do, we have a pretty good um, branding campaign, digital marketing campaign, and brings us a lot of investors who are ready to pull the trigger. That is awesome. Congratulations for our folks who want to learn more about how they might be able to participate. What is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Highreturnrealestate.com. Our website has everything. They can go there. They can learn all about our whole processes and look at properties and pro formas and they can book a call with Nicole Haas. She's our head of investor relations, give get all their questions answered. Awesome. And then is there anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Well, we covered a lot of ground quickly, right? <laughs> so, a lightning round. Yeah. I think, you know, the processes that we use as our, you know, with our real estate company, maybe a, a minute on that because, you know, there's a and lot talk of a lot about the systems that are running that. Yeah, that's it's very important. I mean, I think in any entrepreneurial journey, like if you create good systems, then that you can keep repeating those same things over and over again, um, and it creates so much less confusion within your organization when you're doing the same thing repeatedly in the same way. That's how you really can ultimately scale a company. If you if you're having trouble scaling your company, it's because probably you, your systems are completely out of whack or you don't even have a system. It could, you just could be a one man, you know, one man show or one woman show. So we focus really, really seriously on like, what is our systems when we go to acquire a property? How do we, how do we make sure that we're buying right? Um, what are the, and the numbers and everything a lot of time dictate that. And then, you know, through the rehab, how do we make sure that we're getting a good quality rehab? Well, we started bringing in third party inspectors to, you know, make sure that they were, checking our contractors working, keeping them honest, making sure that they're delivering good quality of work. And we can also then be transparent with our investor base and give them the inspection report and say, here, here, here you go. Like this is from a third party. It's not from our, our payroll. And then, you know, the, so you got acquisition, you got the rehab, then you got the um, tenant placement and screening, which I think like the property management team, honestly, it, it, it makes or breaks any type of rental passive rental type investment. I, so many people, they get so caught up in what property that they're buying. And yes, that's important because you don't want to buy something where 
you know, you're buying over market value, you're buying something that, you know, needs another 10,000 at work that you weren't factoring in. That's certainly very, can be very devastating to the performance. I'm talking about what's the systems in place with the property management company to make sure that you get good quality tenants that are screened properly, that you're going to get good communication from them, that you're going to get you know, good pro, uh, performance, and that when problems arise, how are those going to be handled? And it's not the easiest thing to vet, but it's very, very important. I'd say that's the most important thing that I've seen in the last three years that makes or breaks the investment. It's, it's huge. Absolutely, because if, there's not, if those tenants don't have a good customer experience, everything else falls apart. That's right. That's right. And the, the end of the day, your business entirely depends on how well are you servicing your customers. So for the nutrition company, our goal is to make sure that when our customer walks out the door, that they're satisfied with the quality and taste and the experience, or that they buy a full month supply, that they're getting a actual result and making, getting to the goals that they set out to, to, to get, right? On the real estate side, our customers, we have two sets of customers, really. We got the tenant who ultimately is the most important because if they don't pay their rent, then the whole thing falls apart, right? right? And then the investors, our client, right? Because our goal, our objective to them is to deliver a return on investment that, that you know, we, we marketed. So that's where, you know, it's really important to make sure that you're focused always on improving that processes and systems to deliver a better product and customer experience at all times. And you, you're going to make mistakes and how you handle those mistakes and challenges is really what's going to set you apart from other you know, competitors. Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate your time, your expertise, very valuable as always. Thanks for sharing some amazing lessons and stories from along the way. We will send our folks to highreturnrealestate.com to learn more. This has been Seth Green at Sharkpreneur here with Jack Gibson. Jack, thanks so much. Yeah, Seth, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.